Yeah. All righty. Oh, welcome. We are all good. Welcome to another edition of the Asbury Park Vibes podcast. I am here today with three, six, or one half as we were debating of uh, New Brunswick uh, indie. Who would say you're like a punk rock, indie rock band, wind up kid? Yeah, we come as you are. Yeah. All right. We love that. Um, so for those who don't know who you are, um, introduce yourselves. We'd love, we'd love, to, love to get some intros. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm Joey, the wind up kid, and this is half the band. We got Kirst on tambourine, George on drums. Word, word. We got drums and tambourine. That's a, that's a very eclectic. We, we, we love that. <laughs> yeah. And then we have our two lovebirds, Rissa and Casey, on guitar and piano, respectively. And then we got our buddy Willie on bass. Wow. That's a, that sounds like your lineup evolved a lot. So I guess like what I wanted to ask is like, how did this project kind of formulate and how is it kind of progressed? It sounds like you're making some moves right now. <laughs> Trying our best, honestly. Um, it initially started as a visual art project. Um, when I was in an old band, um, I was working full time as like a garbage man or janitor, gas attendant, whatever odd job I could find. And I, well, my, my other band was at school, so I was making visual art. And when that sort of, fell through i was like well i've got all these songs that i've written and i've got this visual art project so there's already an aesthetic thing why don't i just put music behind it and that's sort of the birth of wind up kid and wind up kid itself is a kind of almost alter ego that i've created for myself about the need of wanting to possibly like always constantly be at like a higher energy level than sometimes i'm able to actually put out there feeling like a wind up toy Mm. That's a that's a dope motivation, yeah. And I feel like when you first started writing music for this project, what what were you saying is like an alter ego? What kind of like material? What kind of ideas were you putting out that we were, that you weren't putting out beforehand? I mean, uh, as compared to other projects I've been involved in, and this is kind of all goes down to like just how super respectful and amazing my backing band is. They just let me run the asylum which is great so i have a lot of ability to kind of drive the bus which in a lot of other musical musical projects i've been involved in i haven't necessarily had that privilege and essentially for the most part i try to make music that just feels really uppity and soulful like i i call it life music you know as like a lot of like the early sort of reggae two-tone ska bands would call their music like life music music that ideally should bring some sort of uplifting not overtly inspirational but like something to help you get through your day and keep your energy going when sometimes you feel like you can't do it yeah i mean i feel like what's interesting about the music that i've heard is that there's no like set genre influences like the last single disco was like a mix of like 80s pop and all these other things I didn't really expect for like a band from New Brunswick because I feel like that influence has kind of been like dormant and now people are kind of bringing that back what would you mm-hmm. describe as kind of like the main like musical influences or what kind of like things are informing the music you're making right now because it seems like you're drawing from a lot of different things definitely well I think you hit the nail on the head about it not sounding like anything out of New Brunswick I don't think it sounds like it's any other band coming out of New Jersey in general. And I think that's 
been the main chestnut of like what I've been wanting to record. I want our band, regardless of whatever level we're at right now, I want us to make music that, you know, isn't sounding like every other band at our level. You know, I want something that doesn't necessarily subscribe directly to like genre standards. Like sure. We're a punk band, but does that mean every song has to be some like, you know, boot kicking, like, you know, mosh song. No, I can write those like, like, you know, as easy as I, as I want to, but I want to challenge the perception of what a punk rock band can do and what punk music is. So if I want to put drum machines on like the last single uptight, I'm going to do it. If I want to put a sitar on it, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I want to, and that's what serves the song. One of my, one of my big influences is um, Bo Diddley. Um, and what I really like about him is that, you know, he was, you know, an early guitar pioneer. But what was so great about him is that his production, while he was this like big, tough, mean rock and roller, he wasn't afraid to like be a little weird, a little space age, a little tender. You know, he didn't really subscribe to any of the rules that like rock and roll, even as early as it was back then, like kind of subscribed to like early guitar gods. And that's something I try to apply to the music. There's no rules, no constraints. Yeah, I think I definitely noticed that because I feel like each single I've heard is like, like you were saying, like you drawing from a lot. It's like pretty distinct in like tone and mood and visual. When you were kind of like putting all those ideas together and you have the new EP out, I'm assuming there's a lot of like diverse influences and things going on. When you like were kind of putting that together, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, like what if people don't know how to categorize this? I don't know what to call it because it's so eclectic is that ever like a thing was like how do how do i market this definitely not definitely not because i think at the root of whatever i do i'd like to think that there's a really strong and competent song in there you know where i think at the end of the day i i like to say i write pop music but i can just dress it up however i want to so sometimes it's in a leather jacket sometimes it's in a fucking skirt gladiator armor i don't know you know at the end of the day, when you rip off all the layers, it's just a well-written song. And I think that transcends whatever genre or, you know, people's conceptions of taste or what they like, where it's like, if you hear a good song, it's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with that 110%. Do you feel like in current music and even in the New Jersey scene, I feel like there's like very distinct like subgenres, like there's punk. <laughs> There's like basement, there's, you know, like there's like that Jersey rock. But do you ever feel like there's ever like, do you think artists ever have a pressure of, well, I have to sound like one thing coming up on the come up so I can kind of get ahead? Was that ever something you had to deal with? Or, oh, I have to sound like this now so I can kind of be marketable later. Was that ever a challenge you had to overcome or not? Uh, I think in terms of uh, maybe like for us personally, maybe, I think earlier shows and stuff like that where it was like, you know, perhaps, you know, people weren't quite ready for whatever we were doing, like maybe in like a scene of like a lot of like sort of math rock or twinkle based stuff. Like I was showing up doing like three chords and the truth, you know, like hitting just like normal rock and roll stuff, especially with our earlier tracks. You know, I was just like, I, I want more fun. You know, I not not to say that other bands or peers from like past or present you know, aren't fun, but I, I know for me, what really always would resonate with me was like a really strong song with a really good hook 
you know, if the guitar part is three chords, well, then that's what serves the song best. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't think, you know, bands are, you know, cynically like creating their sound in order to like get ahead. And I think the fact that there are like some strong, just genre centric scenes in New Jersey, I think is what makes the music scene so vibrant and beautiful. Like, I love that there's this big rise in like, you know, kind of, you know, modern emo music and that there's still these great like surf rock pockets and folkies and, you know, hip hop and noise. I think that's just what makes, especially the New Jersey music scene so vibrant more so than anywhere else. Yeah, no, I would, I would attest for sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely like a, a very large scope of like, like you were saying, like these very strongly defined pockets um, in terms of like being in this scene and kind of being a newer project and with this new EP coming out, what do you think has been like, where do you think you've progressed the most? What, like what changes have you seen the most or what kind of evolution have you seen this project taking on if you didn't anticipate early on? Um, I think the fact that in terms of my band here, the amount of trust I could have in people, you know, to work on stuff with me collaboratively, which I never thought I would be able to have again. I'm just very lucky to have such an amazing band to support me and indulge in my, my whims, which, you know, for a while, I wasn't sure if I would have that level of creative intimacy with people. So I think that's, something that I cherish and I think is super special. Um, The ability to work with, you know, Range Life, a producer who like allows me the space and the time to really sit down and like flesh out my ideas and really support the eccentricities that like, you know, maybe in the past I've always had them, but I wouldn't necessarily have the time or the resources. But now being given those things, I'm able to really like bring songs that I'm really passionate about to like their fullest form. And I think that's something years ago I wouldn't be able to foresee in myself because I don't know if I necessarily have the confidence. Yeah, I mean, that's, that I think is a big thing too. Like when you get to a point where like you can finally start making the music you want to make on your own terms and there's no like, oh, like are people going to think this is weird? Am I going to have to like, you know, second guess who I'm around? When you have people, you can just kind of like almost kind of do like the Dukes of Hazard thing, just cross the, cross the bridge and, Mm-hmm. And hope for the best that that's always exciting yeah no absolutely and i think especially with this ep and in, in the terms of this ep you know it was a lot of collaboration you know with you know whoever was playing drums on track where i had george play drums on some stuff or if mike was around like mike would lay down the drums you know curious if they were in the studio they'd hit tambourine but i think what was also really interesting was i had like my hands in a lot of the overdubs and a lot of the other instruments so i was doing almost all the vocals, you know, with aside from a few of my friends guesting, Jill from Pollyanna, Madison from Ogbert the Nerd. Um, but I was doing a lot of the lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bass, percussion, you know, other little auxiliary overdub stuff. And it was like really nice to feel like, oh, I can truly be the master of my own destiny when it comes to these tracks, you know, and really feel like, I was getting the things that were kind of jammed in my head out on like on tape because we recorded a lot of it on tape. So to get those ideas from my brain onto tape was like really satisfying and liberating. And I, I always told Mike, um, you know, being in the studio, especially for this record and some stuff that we've been working on soon, I feel like a child in play. And that just is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. No, I, I could tell from the videos and from the songwriting that like, 
but it's a palpable like joy or almost like that feeling of like someone's in the studio just kind of like having a ball and letting loose and I like that with artists I think that's hard to do in this day and age because like there's this whole thing of like oh I've got to make music for the algorithm or I got to make music because you know mm-hmm. it's, it's sadly it has turned into a business but I wanted to kind of ask this question for this EP coming out what do you think people are going to discover about you as an artist or as a band maybe they hadn't discovered or hadn't picked up on like in previous releases like what, what do you think the world's going to see about wind up kid I hadn't seen beforehand um I think that you know, perhaps at this point, Wind Up Kid is not afraid to take risks and is definitely like trying to create what I would say. I'm not putting this on myself, but I'm saying Wind Up Kid is creating remarkable music where by the very definition of remarkable, it's either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it, but you're definitely not going to be indifferent about it. You're going to have an opinion one way or the other. And if you don't like it, that's cool. But I definitely think a lot of people are going to gravitate and appreciate it mm. yeah I, I think that's exciting too and you were talking about your creative process just now describe the how to process i mean you touched on it a little bit but describe the creative process for this ep as opposed to previous like what do you what do you, what do you think you were able to do maybe whether writing wise or studio wise maybe you hadn't done beforehand you touched on it a little bit if you wanted to elaborate yeah of course i mean elaborating on just the time having the time to do it and i think you know, the global bastard really helped to the fact that, you know, the pandemic, I call it the global bastard. Um, the fact that I was able to not play as many basement shows, house shows, and the fact that like my shift focused less on, oh, well, how am I going to get like the dude in the Doc Martens to like start swinging his feet around and moshing or whatever. And it was more about, cool, I can slow tempos down. I can find finite energy and just the enjoyment of the music the composition the lines the riffs you know really taking that space to kind of slow the tempo down a little bit and to really focus on like the strengths of a song rather than you know being a fast playing punk band i think was super duper helpful for this record i think it's going to inform a lot of our music going forward and then you know like i said before like the personnel too um you know, where there were opportunities where like I got to rehearse with, you know, Kirsten and George, especially before like Rissa, Casey and Will joined the fold and just having them like behind me helped me rediscover why I enjoy music. And that was like very evident in the, you know, like sort of when stuff was laxing during the pandemic where we got to like jam and stuff. And I was like, oh, like, you know, if I have the right people behind me and, you know, and I think in the past, I didn't necessarily have the right people behind me when I have the right people behind me and supporting me. Like this thing can be really special and fun. Yeah. I love, I love hearing that. And actually I want to open up this question too, and I see with the band members too. What is it like kind of being able to like take these risks and be in a band where anything goes? Cause not every band, I think like certain bands I've, I've encountered where it's kind of like there's one person in charge and the music's just the music, but it seems like everybody here can kind of like, go full speed on what they bring to the table. So what's it like being in a project like that? Uh, It's definitely different from anything I've ever done. Um, I'm a college student at Rutgers and I did a lot of like different theater programs, but with Wind Up Kid, I feel like I get to be my own character. Like I am the character. Um, And what I love about that is like that I'm not scripted and I feel like I can really like be myself on stage and um 
I've just really, really grown to love, like I've, I love that there's no like set, like, you know, we have like set rehearsals and stuff, but there's no like set thing that I have to do on stage. Like I can just kind of like go crazy. I can sing, I can dance, I can do, you know, basically like within reason, like what I want on stage. And I really, really have found a lot of confidence um, in music again um, through being a part of this band. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think with Kirsten specifically, like, we had met, had to be like after yeah. New Year's 2020. I was a fan of the band before I even joined. And I wow. was so like, I just like had so much admiration for Joey when I saw Joey perform like on stage. Like I remember going home after I had seen him perform with George and I told my best friend um, all about it. And I was like playing all the songs and I was like, you gotta hear this. And I was like, this is insane. And I would sing this, um, I would sing like Spiked Cake all the time uh, to my best friend. And then um, I started talking with Joey and hanging out with him and we very quickly became best friends. And around my birthday um, during the pandemic, I came over here when they were rehearsing because I wanted to see them rehearse. And I just started hitting a tambourine and Joey was like, you're in. And that yeah. was it from there. And I think it was just this like, you know, it was a it was a really important reminder to me of like, oh, music is super joyful. And I think Kirsten exudes so much joy you know, and what they do and what they bring to the stage and like to the music. And I was like, that's what I need, you know, where it's like, yeah, they're, you know, my tambourine player and they bring this like amazing presence and energy that just drives a lot of the project, especially in like the live context forward. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. What about you, Georgie Borgie? Voice. <laughs> uh, um, it's just very interesting and fun overall, to be honest, like, the creative freedom is very like exhilarating the idea just being able to like express myself any way I can and also like somewhat challenging too to approach songs differently than each other and like what can we do to make it different in the idea you know like not make it like the other song sounding like change it up all together you know and like get a little like messy with it with the tempo and stuff like that it's very interesting and fun overall well and I definitely think with George you know we are we are you know an attribute to why the Facebook marketplace relationship works because <laughs> that's how he and I met. There um, we go. That's good advertising. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when I was like fed up with, you know, my old drummer, I was like, fuck it. I'll just send an ad out on marketplace and met George. And, you know, we very quickly became good artistic collaborators and even better friends. And I always say, and I said this as recently as I did at a meeting today, I said, I wish I had like five Georges in my life because it would just be so, so simple, true. you know, because George just is so enthusiastic and passionate and brings so much to the table on like a personal and creative level. And I think especially with our band, I, I always say this, you know, and I don't think it's to the offense of anybody else in the band, but like in terms of like the live core, the recording core, it's like George and I are kind of the bedrock of it, you know, and everything sort of builds out from there because I think... George and I are so specially locked in that way. Oh, and it's yeah. something I appreciate musically. And George is just so talented. Correct. Bam, bam. <laughs> there you go. Can't, can't be George. <laughs> you really, you really can't. can't. We love that. Yeah, what I love about this dynamic is that it seems like everyone's like really like 
brings a lot of uniqueness to the table, which I think is always makes for like a really cool project. You mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about being on stage. And I, I just kind of something I wanted to ask, how would you describe like a wind up kid live experience? And how do you think that's kind of souped up since you have a new band and new music? Cause I'm sure it's quite the ride. <laughs> Anything goes, you know, where I, I felt such a significant amount of stress lifted off my shoulders knowing that like behind me there can be like depending on the show who, who ends up being able to make it you know three four five people with their own distinct energies and personalities to help carry the energy of the band and it's really just about fun you know where i don't necessarily like to tell my backing band for the most part like what to play you know like they don't have to play everything i played on the recordings like you know note for note i'm just like listen if it sounds good it sounds good if it's in key it's in key let's just have fun you know if you if you got a microphone in front of you sing with me if you you know you want to try something try something you know it's a very like almost like a, we're a trapeze act more so than a, a rock band oh wow yeah That's awesome and when you're performing these songs kind of live like i feel like you have very diverse music like what's what's typically like the energy you kind of receive back because I'd imagine people who don't know who you are and you hear they hear alive it must be kind of like wow like it's like an, an, an interesting discovery I'd, I'd like to imagine it, definitely I mean there's as, as I've noticed with this like iteration of the band lots of smiling which makes me very happy you know where sometimes people are moshing some people are sometimes are not but there's always like this very palpable energy no matter what people decide to do like with their bodies like their faces are just very obviously smiling and very attentive and happy and that just honestly means the world to me and it's something that like i'm really proud of myself and the band for kind of being able to curate that sort of energy yeah no I've, what i've seen in clips and what i've heard is it sounds like you guys ought to get down and that, that that's something that i i think every good act kind of has kind of has like that you you don't just go to a show and oh i hear i heard some songs i had an experience i think that that's usually the mark of like, wow, I, I went to a great show in my, in my mm-hmm. opinion, in my experience. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the goal is I just want, you know, for however long we're playing for 30 minutes or whatever, I just want you to have fun. You know, life, life is too serious and sometimes it's a little too miserable. So why not have fun for some duration of your life? Amen. Amen to that. We can, I can definitely appreciate that one. And in terms of, with this EP coming out and with the new lineup, you're talking about kind of being able to kind of call more shots and kind of have a product that's more of your identity. What steps do you think you kind of experienced early on in your musical career that kind of helped you bring your own sensibility to wind up kick? Because when you're in a the scene for a while, you know, you go for good bands, you go for products that don't work, you go for a lot of like ups and downs. What kind of made it click? Like, okay, I can finally know what it is I want out of something. Um, Listening to my own heart and my own listening sensibility while also having more value in what like non musicians or non scene people or whatever the heck people had to think being able to like cater more towards myself and the people that would like res like the music would resonate with more so than like, Oh man, I got to impress like the cool, cool people, you know, the hands, hands crossed standing in the corner with the PBR and the leather jacket, dude. Like I don't care anymore. <laughs> that person means absolutely nothing to me anymore and i'm way better for it yeah i mean i think it's liberating when you can kind of be like i know i made the music i wanted to make but mm-hmm. it's hard with opinions you know the internet is so full yep. of it and 
we're making music or making art at a time where there, there's oh. a lot of scrutiny. Do you feel okay. like with the I, internet? Oh, got him. Oh, got him. <laughs> oh, got him. Oh, God. <laughs> do you feel like with the internet being how it is now, do you feel like it's easier or harder for people to kind of just do what they want artistically? Because I've heard different opinions. So what, what do you, what's your take on that? I think it's, you know, it's all about how much value you put into like what other people say, you know, where I sometimes like to treat the internet, like uh, talking to a grandparent or going to church where it's like, I don't know, sometimes like your grandparents going to say something a little stupid and you're just going to be like, well, they said it. I don't really agree with it. Moving on, filing that out or if you go to church or whatever, priests will say something like absolutely out of pocket and stupid. Not that I go to church, but, you know, from experience growing up with it. But it's just like they'll say something. And you're like, well, that was dumb. I'll pretend you didn't say that or I won't let that really affect me. You know? So that's kind of how I like to navigate the internet or just criticism as a whole, where it's like, if I find it to be valuable or succinct, you know, or hit home, cool. I'll glean something from it. But if not, like scroll past. No, it's, that's the method. That's definitely the way we, we the way to do it. But it's harder. I think some artists really take stock of that, that, that culture and, and that, Oh, I need to know what people think in this song right now, or I'm looking at the streams going, man, how many people looked at that? So but I'm glad that you you kind of stick to stick yeah. to what you're doing no matter what because it's hard. I mean, I, I'd imagine it's not easy all the time. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not even to say like we're like a band is like, you know, where I'm a person I'm like I don't care about numbers or adulation. You know, I'm I'm above all of it because that's just ridiculous to say that you're like above any level of validation. You know, whether it's concrete or or not tangible or not. You know, like we're artists. Like we enjoy creating for validation and that's like cool and valid but also you know there's clearly like limits and parameters of like well how far is that gonna push you you know like i'm not gonna let some twitter rando make my music for me because frankly they probably don't have half the talent so no absolutely absolutely no it's we love we love that energy for sure and in terms of what you have planned for the future once this ep kind of drops what are some like the immediate plans as a band you kind of have and what kind of what kind of goals are you still trying to kind of reach would you say uh continuing to play the best shows we can have the most fun we can um i'm a big planner ambition is definitely not something i'm deficient of so getting back into the studio recording more and more and more and just Chasing the happiness, you know, continuing to be the kid in play and just, you know, always chasing the next joy spot. Mm. It's definitely the immediate goals. Absolutely, yeah. And in terms of, like, what are some, you mentioned ambition, what are some of, like, the bigger, bigger goals that a wind-up kid were to, say, pull off tomorrow or, or next month, you'd be like, wow, we really broke through to something. Was this, Is there something like that on the horizon right now? Uh, I mean... Maybe not specifically like, you know, like a tangible like milestone or goal, but, you know, I think being able to just keep creating music that people like and that more and more people will start to enjoy. You know, I think we're seeing it with our numbers going up, you know, the good reactions to the singles, just to see a continuation in that, you know, 
is more than enough for me and will definitely keep fueling the fun of this weird, you know, traveling circus that we're riding on. Literally. That's a great analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was going to say, I really do enjoy the aesthetic and kind of like how eclectic everything is. What would you say is like, and this is a question I ask a lot of people, I usually save it towards the end, but I'm, I'm so curious to hear your answer. Um, mm-hmm. You could describe either hearing Wind Up Kid for the first time or seeing Wind Up Kid live for the first time. You can only use three words. What are those words going to be? And each, each member can contribute a word. Uh, let's see. Curious, you start. You're yeah, I'm thinking the first time I watched Joey perform with George. Um, I mean, it, it was like we were talking about before. Like, it was just so much fun. I remember I was like, mosh, not you know, some shows, some people mosh, sometimes people don't, but for this show, um, I was moshing around with, uh, some of my friends. So it was definitely a lot of fun, I think is the adjective I would use. All right. So we got fun. What do you think, George? Chaos. Fun. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, let's see. Um, so I'm gonna take those words. So fun and chaos. Um, Let's go like canned fun chaos. Canned fun chaos. Yeah. I can, I can, you know, that's, that's the most unique answer I've been given when I've asked that question. So I'm, I'm going to take it. I like that. Canned fun chaos. That, that is something I need to see in person for sure. <laughs> Somehow we, we contain it. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know and, what happens uh, when you can too much? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what happens when you shake a can up? That is true. That is true. All that, all that and more. <laughs> and we were talking about like goals and ambitions. Ultimately, what would you say is like the ultimate kind of either achievement or goal for Wind Up Kid? Would you say um, if there is one? I know my like pie in the sky dream is to, you know, on some level, like be able to tour, like, you know, more often feel like it, you know, music and creating could become like the epicenter of my life you know maybe not make that much money but be able to have some level of success or enjoyment you know I mean, well, there's already enjoyment but more success in doing something that I enjoy you know I think that would be like the dream the zenith you know yeah I mean that's I think that's 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 the goal is like just to be able to kind of ride it out to, to the fullest extreme so I yeah just you- stop you know there you go no that's absolutely and um i guess we have a couple more questions wanted to say thank you guys for hopping on it's been a really really fun chat you know it's been a pleasure seriously absolutely um so kind of drawing back on the last couple questions discussing kind of like impact and and future goals but i guess so far being in this project what is what does wind up kid mean to you and what do you think you've achieved with it that maybe you haven't achieved ever before if anything uh, for me, it's, um, you know, self, it's being able to be unapologetically myself and just really put my best self out there and just be really expressive and free. And going back to like sort of the word remarkable, creating something that is remarkable, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it, but you're going to have an opinion about it. And that feels really good. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. Does any of any of band members have anything they want to contribute or add to that? What do you think? Uh for me, 
um, being in Wind Up Kid has definitely helped me um, not only develop my musical sensibility, but also it's helped me develop confidence in it. Um, I grew up being told sometimes like that I wasn't the best singer. And then, you know, I got older and my voice got a bit better. And Joey and I sometimes would do music lessons with each other. And Joey and being in this band has really like helped me gain that confidence that I didn't have before because I was like really worried, you know, like I, I would try out for like musicals and stuff on campus um, in terms of like theater stuff. But um, being in Wind Up Kid has really allowed me to take the rein on um, singing and playing percussion. All righty there. Any other any other uh, contributions on that one? <laughs> um, wind up kid to me just overall is just you know fun. Like I never saw anything like less than that. You know, just overall enjoyment. Like being like I said before, like being able to express myself like creatively, like having no like reins on me to do so is just a really great experience. And like being able to develop my friendship through with Joey through wind up kid also has been fantastic. And yeah, like I was just say fun. I like that. I like that. And uh, I got a fun, fun final question. Sort of echoes the the free word one. But uh, if somebody who hasn't seen Wind Up Kid yet is going to ask for one reason why they should go to a Wind Up Kid show, what's the reason you're going to tell them? The fun. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably going to have something to laugh about or smile about. You know, or, you know, probably, I mean, cynically, I like giving out free shit. So you're going to walk away with something, you know, if you want it. <laughs> well, there you go. That is. Yeah. <laughs> We're like if Disney didn't have like profit margins. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that I can imagine. <laughs> wow. Any of any other uh, contributions on that one? That's quite an answer. <laughs> No, no, anything that. Um, just overall, just a cool experience, you know, just like live it for the experience, like, you know, live it up to the interpreter. When I first came back from a wind up kid show, like, I was like, I don't know, like, I walked out wanting to be up there and like do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That was something that I gained out of it. I didn't know, I didn't even think about joining the band because, like, I didn't even know if I was good enough to join it at the time, but I was like, whatever I do, I want to go up there and I want to make people feel the same way that I walked out feeling. Wow. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Wow. That's all really good answers. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you asked a question. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, guys, I wanted to thank you so much for this interview. I think, um, I've had a blast. I think a lot of listeners are going to really enjoy this. Um, before we wrap up um, formally, do you any, do you want to have any last comments, any last plugs, any other info updates, anything you want to tell people or let people know? Uh, well, first off, just thank you to you for having us. Like this was a pleasure, and we've got a really fun show at House of Independence. House of Independence. Yep, Ooh. November eighteenth. We're playing with Little Hag and Brick and Mortar. Ooh, that's brick, a good lineup. Brick and Mortar. Brick, brick, brick. Uh, so we're doing that, um, and just. To anybody listening who has listened to us before, thank you. And if you're going to give us a chance and listen to us November 5th, like, thank you. We appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy it. 
Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Wind Up Kids EP Swell is coming out November 5th. If it's out after that, give it a listen and go check them out November 18th at house. That that show sounds fun, man. That sounds like a good, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a can't miss. Okay, I mean, there you go. You heard it. It can't miss. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, you dude. Thank you.